The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we are going to answer a letter from somebody who is shocked by her breakup. Shocked. But she's shocked. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. Uh, so please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our ever humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing thing experience that is love. For sure. Yes. Uh, let's get into our letter. So this letter comes from Alexa E, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing from The Void. I'm a 23-year-old woman, pronouns she, her, who just got dumped unexpectedly by my boyfriend, he, him, after almost two years together. At the start of our relationship, everything felt just right. We communicated great and were on the same page about what we wanted our future to look like. The more time we spent together and the more arguments we had, I started to realize how different our attachment styles were. 
I was anxious and he was avoidant. We both became aware of this and said that we would do the work we needed to in order to create a healthy relationship. Everything was going fine, or so I thought. We had been butting heads less, and the times we did, we had been handling them better than we previously had. Our last fight was honestly pretty stupid. He was sick and moody, and I was upset because he wasn't giving me any attention. He woke up from a nap in the living room and decided to go lay down in his bedroom. Mind you, he asked me to drive over to his place to hang out. I live across town. I got upset because we weren't genuinely spending time together, and I had made the drive over to see him. He started saying that he didn't feel good and didn't want to deal with the situation. I decided to leave, and shortly after, I realized I had forgotten something, so I pulled back into his driveway to get it. Lo and behold, he was up and about, making himself some food. I got upset and told him that if he needed the day to rest, he should have just told me so instead of asking me to drive out there. I'm not sure what happened, but it's like something in him snapped. He started yelling at me to get my shit and to leave him alone, get the fuck out, etc., etc. I was in shock. He had never spoken to me that way before. I sat across from him and started crying. Why do you have to be such an asshole? He apologized for the way that he spoke to me and we agreed the next time we saw each other, we'd discuss the future of our relationship and how we move forward together. Fast forward a week later, we had been communicating how we normally did, but something about this one morning felt different. I could tell that his mood was off, so I asked him if he was okay. He said that he was, but he had just started thinking about what kind of conversation we would have. I gave him space and told him that I'd text him when I was headed over. A couple hours later, he texts me, letting me know that he's done some thinking and he came to a decision. I knew exactly what that meant. I asked him if we were going to break up and he said, I think so. I show up to his place and he starts telling me about how he realizes he has a lot of work to do on himself and he doesn't think that he can do that while being in a relationship. I, of course, tried looking for any other option. I felt completely blindsided. We were still planning things together even the night before. I offer up the idea of going to therapy together, which we had done once before, and he said that he thought we were past that point. I told him I couldn't let this be our final conversation and needed to see him once more when we weren't so emotional so we could try and figure something out. He agreed. This was Wednesday. A few days go by and we've had minimal contact. I wake up Sunday and I have this sinking feeling in my stomach like he might not contact me anymore. So I reach out to him and ask him what I should be expecting. Long story short, he says that he feels he can still talk, but that he's still feeling the same way. I tell him that I only wanted to talk because I thought we'd be figuring something out. No response. I take that for what it is and I send a final text, sweet, short, and to the point. His response Quote, you'll be just fine. At the end of the day, I will always cherish us. I continued to be shocked. I asked him for a better explanation because it felt so sudden. And he said, it is what it, I said it was. And that's what it is. I asked him why he didn't even want to try. He said, quote, if I could, it would have happened by now. Mm. He then continued to admit how he knows he's done nothing in the relationship to better himself, but that's why he needs to be on his own. That's the last thing he said to me. I continue to feel completely shocked and blindsided. I'll respect his decision, but I feel like I'll never understand it. I'm left with so many questions and so many things unsaid. How you can just so quickly cut someone off you've been with for almost two years without the explanation being, I can't do it just because I can't. I guess my question is, how do I get closure for myself knowing that he probably won't give me the closure that I deserve? 
I know that I need to work on just being accepting of it, but I feel like it, because it never made sense to me, it'll be difficult for me to accept it and heal or move on. The confusion of the situation has caused me more hurt than our separation. Any advice is welcome. Oh, my darling, thank you so much for writing and for trusting us with this very tender letter. I think there is nothing um, more tricky and painful than a breakup that feels like it came out of nowhere, especially when you feel like you are grasping for any understanding or closure and it's just not coming for you. That is a very particular type of pain. And Mm. so I definitely feel for you and your tender heart in this time. Um. I want to offer maybe some perspectives that that Sam and I can grasp as outsiders that will hopefully be able to give you, if not closure, um, just a different way of looking at this very hard situation. Because right now it's like right up against your face. You know, you mm. the pain is so close to you right now and and it's not close to us. So we can we can comment upon it in a different way. And so hopefully we can give you some of that perspective and maybe some um, healing and empowerment. But first, we're going to take a very, very, very quick break. All right. Y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. 
You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, Alexa, just want to reiterate everything that Sierra said about how much we love you and how hard this is to be broken up with and to feel like it's all just so confusing and it doesn't make any sense and it came out of nowhere. Um, so I want to just say that um, it's totally understandable that you are looking for clarity to help you heal from this situation, right? Um, because I can totally understand that from the inside of this, it looks and feels really confusing. And, you know, I think that sometimes when breakups happen, um, either we or the person who may have broken up with us kind of tries to like put up some boundaries around it, right? Like it is what it is, right? Like this, this mm. is to say like, this is if happening. I could fix There's it, like, I would. Yep. Mm -hmm. That like I'm not interested in having a, an additional conversation about what went wrong, what could have been different. Like, I don't want to try. It's done, sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. And I and I will like that can feel so intense, right? Especially if it's like we've been together for two years. How can it suddenly be this like really clean break for you? Right. And I I want to say that it's I want to say that it's presenting to you like a really clean break, right? It's, it's sort of feeling to you and he's giving you information that's saying like, this is really firm and it's, it's really clear to me. I don't feel anything about it, but there's also the opportunity or the idea that like, he might be feeling all sorts of things about it, right? He might be feeling yeah. really sad. He might be feeling really mad. He might be disappointed. He might like, there's all sorts of different things that he's feeling. And I want to at least give him a little bit of credit here for maintaining a pretty firm line about the fact that this is a breakup that is not negotiable, right? Like, yes. Cause so many times in relationships we do this, like, will they, won't they back and forth? Like everything's really messy and nebulous and unclear, which can often lead to even more hurt because we're having these conversations and you're thinking it's a conversation about getting back together. And he's having a conversation that's like, saying things because it's awkward to say them to be disappointing people, right. right? Like there's so much messiness that can happen in breakups that like, I appreciate the fact that he's like giving you some real clear language about what is and is not yeah. on the table for him. And yeah. I know that that can feel really cold. Absolutely. And, but I don't want you to think that it is undermining any of the past two years that you've had together, right? Like, he, I think that I would like to think, I don't know him. I would like to think that he is trying to be helpful and respectful yes. by not 
by not putting any of the burden of his emotional well-being onto you in what he knows is going to be a pretty clean break for you too, right? Yeah. And he's not spending a lot of time giving you false hope at the idea that you can somehow like caretake him back into relationship with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I think (laughs) that was beautifully stated and I'll just add to, to it with an example. Like I, this is... Ex- this is I would never want to experience this t- type of behavior or like breakup and this is exactly how I would want somebody to break up with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know absolutely. what I mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. intellectually I can see how his logicalness or his boundaries in not wanting to try harder or you know he he's done he he's established that this is he's yep. being very clear and it feels like it's being that you're being blindsided and it feels illogical and um or or too logical, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're like, where's the passion? Why are you giving up on this? Why are you fighting? But also I I think it outside of the relationship, I would choose this any day over somebody stringing me along, over some someone saying really harming or hurtful things about me yeah. as a person. And I'm not True. saying what he says doesn't hurt. I'm talking about people who say things yeah. to leave scars, right? Yeah. People who say things that are so deeply personal that like you're going to carry with them, carry them into the next relationship. You know, he's not being cruel. He might be, this might be feeling hurtful, but he's not being cruel. Um, I would choose this really. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that that's, I'm saying that from the safety of over here of not in the relationship. But like For I said sure. before, I would choose this and I would never, ever, ever want to experience it. So <laughs> yeah, both your, of those your things, pain absolutely. is totally valid. Um, a couple things I want to add to is like, um, you, something that I had to say to myself in my last breakup is what I'm experiencing can be different from what they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. You had the capacity to work harder or not, excuse me, to work more at the relationship. You felt like you had the energy, the will, the drive, the emotional capacity to keep working, to try to find a different solution. He -hmm. did not. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that you weren't worth working for. That doesn't mean like, like Sam said, that doesn't negate the two, almost two years you had together, but you two are different people. You were in the same relationship, but you were functioning independently in that relationship. You two were inhabiting it differently. Um, And also, like you said, how do I accept this? What you need to accept is that the relationship is over, but you don't need to accept the fact that you two had different perceptions. Like you don't need to, how about this? You don't need to embody his perspective of the relationship to validate the fact that you're sad that it ended that you wouldn't have ended it and that that difference in opinion is really painful you know it's really hard to accept that um and one more thing i would add is just like the the blindsidedness of it the feel you know the feeling that you would do anything that you go to the end of the earth you know to to keep this relationship alive and he just wouldn't that feels really cruel but there is a kindness in it because like Sam said, the options in relationships are you stay together 
or you break up. Yeah, and then it. there's like a there's like a third option that we all love to pretend is an option, which is we drag it out forever until both of us <laughs> get really really hurt by one another. Yeah. Yep. Until it gets ugly. Until yep. it gets it it gets mean. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Those are the options. And so he decided in his heart of hearts that he was at a tipping point. And he's and he told it to you clear. And and again, from our perspective, which is like the fluffy, easy, light perspective, it's easy where we're sitting. Yeah, no, and we like know I'm it's not easy where you are, right? Sipping, we know it's painful. Sipping my coffee and just like sitting yeah. in my home. <laughs> like, totally. <it's> just like <laughs> the, we we know that everything we're saying right now is easier, fifty thousand times easier said than done. For sure. And also the options are draw it out. Or just end it. And he decided to end it, which is the kinder option. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want to negate the fact that like he could have been clearer perhaps about some of the things that were bothering him about the relationship or some of the things that weren't working for him when it came to how the relationship was functioning. Right. Like, uh, it's definitely a distinct possibility, right? Like that may be really your experience that, and it yeah. sounds like this is actually your experience that like things were okay, things were getting better. And then suddenly it was, it was over and, and he was done. Um, and, and like, I want to, I want to create space for the idea that like, of course, like he probably could have done a lot better to tell you what he was thinking about and feeling when it comes to how this relationship was working. But I also do want to just like say that, you know, even in the example that you gave of what caused this fight, there is an opportunity where he was telling you what he wanted and needed. And you were telling him that that was not acceptable, that that was hurting you, that it was a problem for you. Right. He said, I'm tired and sick. I'm going to go lie down in bed. That's what I need right now. And you said to him, why are you doing this? Why did you invite me over? We should be spending more time together. Why are you doing this thing that that is yeah. is not okay with me? And so I, I want to just create space for the idea that he may have been trying to tell you some of this stuff about how he was feeling in the relationship. And because of a lot of different reasons, maybe it's because of like, your disparate attachment styles. Maybe it's because of the fact that you had been butting heads so much in the early parts of this relationship. But I do want to say that like the the reality of the fact that you two were sort of butting heads a lot, you were kind of working towards something, but that you were seeing that there were a lot of incompatibilities yeah. in your relationship, that you had been to therapy before, that you had sort of um, identified places where you were definitely trying to improve things and they were kind of getting better right? That maybe there was a place in this relationship where it just wasn't working for either of you. And and that like you were both trying in your own ways to get your needs met. And it sounds like maybe both of you weren't able to hear how those needs, weren't able to hear those needs or meet those needs in ways that felt good or appropriate or right to the other person, right? You wanted more time, you wanted more attention. And it sounded like he wanted more space. He wanted you to be able to see that he wasn't feeling up for giving you un sort of un, what is the, what is the word? Un, undivided attention, right? There we go. Right. So all this to say, like, I'm not trying to negate any of the blindsidedness that you're feeling, but one of the things that might be helpful for you to help make a little bit more sense of this relationship and find some healing for yourself is to take a little bit of a more, uh, sort of 
open-ended approach to the stuff that was going on in your relationship, right? Like where may there have been places where you just were not compatible and how you wanted to talk to each other or wanted to get your needs met. So, and I'm not, like, again, I'm not trying to negate your experience of it, but I am trying to offer you a different perspective that might actually help you make a little more sense of this without having him logically explain to you point by point why and how he made yeah. the decision to break up. Because also he probably doesn't have every single doesn't thing lined up, right? Like yeah. so much of breakups are instinct. So much of them are just feelings. Yes. So much of them are unclear to us, even as we're doing them. And he's trying to offer you this clarity around it, but that doesn't, again, that doesn't mean that he's a hundred percent clear about any of it. And so demanding that of him isn't actually reasonable because it's probably not there for him. Yes. Yeah. And I want to push on a couple things too. Um, you know, important things to explore, not for your ex or for another person or a relationship, but for yourself, you know, to better know yourself. I, I want to push and ask you, what does att attention mean to you? Mm. And what was so activating about you driving to his house when he was sick and not having him pay attention to you? That Those are the words you used. And I thought mm -hmm. that was really interesting because... I, in my life, I've been reflecting a lot about how um, I don't want to move through my relationships and my love as something that is transactional. You know, mm. I want to be mindful of the unconditional love I give to people and make sure that that goes to the to the right people, you know, um, and is reciprocated in terms of like value in my life. But if you're going to drive to somebody's house to spend time with them, that's not a deposit that you're making in the relationship transaction that they are going to then pay you back for. Mm -hmm. You know, we do things for we, our loved ones because we love them, because we want to show them our love. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I feel like there's something there. There's something relatable there for me, at least, that is what what was under the the feelings of not being paid attention to why it was so triggering to why it was so triggering or activating to you when your partner doesn't have the same energy yep. um, that you do that they don't have the capacity to coexist um, there was something there that really triggered you from an outsider view it's like well he's sick like he doesn't you yeah. know we don't he's sick. Like when I'm sick, I feel really tired too. You know, there's yep. something else there and I don't blame you for that. I, I, I see myself in this reaction, but it's worth, it's worth exploring because I think there was something subconscious. There was a subconscious need being triggered there. Not that you need your boyfriend to pay attention to you all the time. That's for something sure. that you have to unlearn. Right. But there mm -hmm. is some need or wound in there that is being activated when you feel ignored or unappreciated or something like that. Yep. Um, and like, you know, there, there's like a hint of codependency in the description of this relationship to me, which is going to take some time to unravel, you know, like all good conditionings. Um, the idea that it would be really upsetting to you that your boyfriend was cooking for himself, um, you know, after you left, like just because somebody has energy to take care of themselves doesn't mean that they're doing something hurtful. Although I know what it's like to feel 
to and see rejection in everything, you know, mm. because that's what it is, right? That you you saw him up and about cooking and you saw that as a rejection of yourself and a rejection of your love and your effort and not him doing the thing that we all need to do to sustain ourselves. So this is why I'm pushing on this. And I think why Sam brought it up too, of like, there's, there's something underneath this wound that Mm -hmm. is worth exploring so that you can better know yourself and better care for yourself in the future. Because guess what? Like your next partner is going to be sick and your next partner is going to need to take time for himself to recharge or to get over a cold or to make dinner or whatever. And yep. so what are you going to tell yourself the next time you feel activated or triggered to feel rejected? Um, and and this is, don't mistake this for me saying take subpar love, accept subpar treatment, right? That's for not sure. what I'm saying. Yep. And that's not really what we stand for here at the show. So I'm sure you know this already, but um, yeah, this is just all part of the head and heart work that, that will lead us along our journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is just a shitty situation. Um, everything about it hurts and everything about it is confusing and uncomfortable. Um, and, the the reality is is that breakups suck right um yeah. even if even if they are clean even if they're messy even if they are amicable even like all of this is just so so hard for us to to handle because our poor hearts are being told yes. that somebody doesn't that we love doesn't want to be with us anymore um and that is such a such a hard truth for us to sit in yeah so everything that you're experiencing here, all of these, all of I these, was just what? Laughing, picturing myself, like I'm up here on my high, comfortable horse being like, and this is what you're going to experience in a breakup. If I ever go through a divorce with my fucking wife, I oh, will I'm going to be, none of y'all are going to see a fucking second of it because it will be humiliating <laughs> because I will forget every kind, thoughtful, intelligent word I've ever said on this podcast. And I will be a mess. You know, and I, I think about hurtful. I think about that sometimes where I'm like if either of us ever has to get a divorce it's going to be, be really something. <laughs> yeah. I will key cars. It will be the car that we share so I will key my own car, you I know. I love that. That's that's, that's the vindictive. level of self-destruction and that is just to say like we know how breakups and the rejection of our love can just trigger the most vulnerable, most scared parts of ourselves. Um, and, and we're with you in that. I, absolutely. Thank you so much for writing to us. We love you. We love you. We hope this helps. All right, everyone. It's Friday. So we are going to do our blind date segment. So every Friday, we try and set you up with something that we think that you're really going to like. We call it our blind date. And this week, we're going to set you hope this week, we're going to send you home with. It's a book. Um, I'm actually not done with it. So this is one of those recommendations where I'm like, <laughs> if it becomes really bad in like the last quarter, I'm sorry. But like, I just, I don't, I can't read fast enough to keep up sure, sure, with sure. our blind date requirement. But I'm really enjoying it so far. So much so that I texted um, our friend Heather this morning who recommended it to me and was like, I'm loving it. And I texted my mom about it. Um, it's called 
Thistlefoot. It's mm-hmm. a novel by Jenna Rose Nethercott. And, um, what a fun name. <laughs> yo, I know. Uh, and the book, the way I've described it to my mother is it is a, it's a modern, like whimsical and also a little dark retell, modern retelling of the Baba Yaga, um, mm. mm-hmm. uh, myth basically um or fairy tale um and the book reads like i I never really i know neil gaiman is argued to be a a literary genius but i i I couldn't really get into his books in a way that i wanted to but it feels like a more um accessible neil gaiman style like like american gods novel where it's like the world is modern reality with like a shade of fantasticalism like there are um inanimate uh like in the baba yaga um, fairy tale baba yaga lives on a house with chicken legs and in this reality um buildings inanimate buildings can just become uh, alive often through like trauma or storm like if a building sets fire it will Mm. all of a sudden like develop um like noses and will like breathe oh interesting or like uh there's there was a burger king that was like broken into and it it grew like one big eye that like watches everything you know and they never really explain it they never like and so i love a world in which like we're just meant to accept the reality (laughs) that the author gives us and it's also so anyway so the novel is basically about these estranged siblings that are um, Baba Yaga's descendants that inherit her f- house that is on chicken legs, um, and and some like creepy fantastical stuff that happens because of that inheritance. Um, really loving it, finding it um, beautifully written. I know the author has a background in poetry. Um, I just started following them on Instagram. Oh, another cool thing is they have like a non-binary character that uses they, them pronouns, but it's never explained. I just love that as like an integrated part of language, like that it doesn't need to be explained. Um, yeah, that's cool. Anyway, I'm just really enjoying it. Um, who knows? Maybe it'll just be awful in the end, but so far it's been a very fun, fantastical, um, and a little creepy um, book to disappear into. Cool. What's called it called? Foot. This will flip one word by Jenna Rose Nethercott. Perfect. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you are interested in more content from us or if you want access to ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to all of the episodes in our main feed without any ads in them. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by a good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcasts and his music on Spotify. And remember, you don't need to accept or understand a breakup to know that it is over, to know that it is painful, 
to know that you might have tried harder or longer or, or wanted a different outcome. And to also know that sometimes breakups just happen and it's not a testament of your lovability or your worthiness, but that some people aren't for us and some people aren't aligned with us. And that's painful. And that is also part of life. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>